Hey everybody, welcome to the Spoiled Milk Podcast. I am one half of your dynamic duo, DJ, and I got my other half with me. How you doing, Big Mike? Pretty good, DJ. How's it going on your end today? Man, I am doing great, phenomenal. It's not raining today, like we've been experiencing. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm doing. I'm doing well. How you guys doing down there? Pretty good here too. It's a little cooler here. We would normally be be uh, bright and sunny and 95 today. This it's early in August, but it's probably probably about 85. So that's a good thing for us down here in the south. Yeah, cooler is always better, right? Oh yeah, so. it's always better, definitely. So it's been a minute since we uh, we've gotten together, man. So what have you been up to over the last couple of weeks? Okay, I've I've unchecked out a few things. Um, um, I actually saw Space Jam: The Next Generation. I watched that last week. We would we, we had talked about mentioning that later on. I watched Infinite with um, my buddy Mark Wahlberg. I'm a I'm a fan of Mark and Mark. I'm not sure if sure if you go back to Mark and Mark and the Funky Bunch. In the yeah. 90s, when he was a rapper, yeah, <laughs> let's just say he, he made the right decision to go into acting and to go away from rapping. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you gotta, you know, you gotta pivot, you gotta pivot and, and go with the flow. So I'm glad, I'm glad he did that because he's a much better actor than uh, he would rapper. So you know, and then much you know, your burgers, I heard too. So. We had to check one out one day at uh, Walmart. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I had, I had just about forgotten about that. He and his he and his brother, who's the um, who's uh, Tom Selleck's son on the cop show, um, Blue Bloods. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The CBS show, right? Yeah. Yeah, CBS show. It's it's pretty good. I've I've watched a couple seasons of it. Yeah. So so shout out to to um, both of the of the Wahlberg brothers and the Wahlbergers reality show okay so what was infinite about okay uh, infinite is pretty interesting um it basically deals with reincarnation and it it uh, sort of sort of reminds me in some ways of the matrix of this movie wanted um I'm not sure if you if you're familiar with that when it came out years ago yeah I remember that I, I yeah well, man, a long time ago, but I liked it. Okay, uh, you know, movie for what it was. Yeah, it was it was kind of different. It had had it had its own kind of mythology, and Infinite is similar to that. It basically centers around there's a select group of people who are able to be reincarnated, and okay. they live several different lifetimes, and okay. especially two factions. Can't remember the factions exactly, but let's just say the good guys want to keep things going. And the bad guys want to stop it because they like, man, this is this is ridiculous reincarnating all these times. So the um, leader, the main villain, which which was actually a very good role by, and I hope I don't butcher this guy's name, is it Chiwetel Ejiofor? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in it too, man. He's a good yeah. actor. Oh, he's a very good actor. So he's the main villain. So okay. his, his his goal is to stop reincarnation, and the. Plot is kind of hokey. I mean, you know, it's a little bit you have to kind of take a face value. But basically, he's developed some kind of machine that's going to kill everybody on the Earth. And that would stop the reincarnation because you wouldn't have any bodies to be reincarnated into. So Mark Mark Wahlberg's uh, good guys basically want to stop him. 
and you know it's some pretty good stunts uh very very good action mark mark gives a, a very good performance again um it's an action pack the plot is kind of here and there you know okay. it's not the tightest plot it's not fast and furious level of loose plot but <laughs> but it's still it's still not the the firmest grip on reality i would say i mean i always say if you watch it on television, your expectations are different than if you go to the theater and take a date and buy popcorn and everything. So yeah. sitting on the couch, I'm going to give it a six and a half out of 10, maybe a seven, maybe a seven to stretch it. Uh, speaking of Fast and Furious, man, I, I've watched my first Fast and Furious uh, since, good God, I think I saw four. Okay. So I saw okay. Nine and you know, from what I hear, you really don't have to watch them in a row. You can just jump in at any time. But just the utter ridiculousness of the, yeah. the you know, of of uh, Hot Rods doing karate in the air is just it's amazing to me. It's amazing to me that this these movies are raking in this much money. I, I mean, you know, you know, say what you will. Uh, about what, whatever it is, they're doing something right. Vin Diesel and his crew, they're doing something right, man. But oh, the yeah. movie is just not grounded in physics or any not type whatsoever. of Just not not at all. <laughs> I'm a fan. I've, I've seen the first eight. I haven't seen number nine. I've been meaning to watch nine. I'll, I'll probably check out nine pretty soon. But, but yeah, and it's it's funny because the um, original one with, with – um, Paul Paul Walker, God, God bless the dead, Paul. It was very grounded in in reality. You know, some of the things in that one, you know, they actually had pretty realistic car physics. Cars actually got in got in accidents in in, in that one. And the first two, I'll say now with the third one with the Tokyo Drift, which which is kind of like it happened out of order. That's that was the third movie to come out, but it's not the third movie in the story. I think it's number six in the story or something like that. Okay. And they they introduced the whole drifting and all of that, which is actually realistic, but it was a little different from the first two. Yeah, they've over the probably from what six on up, maybe five on up when they when they robbed the bank with cars. That was pretty crazy. Yeah, so from five on up, it's been pretty far out there. Well, that's when it took the jump five. Yeah. Right. That, that was about yeah. the jump. Okay, all right. Because I'm trying. I'm trying to pinpoint here. Because I remember the first one. I sort of remember the second one. I don't remember the third. I remember the fourth a little bit because that's when uh, Ludacris uh, came on on board. So, but yeah, that, that's I've, I've watched that man. I've been watching a lot of Marvel, and I and maybe you could help me out with this, right? I kind of have. Okay. I don't have this tug of war going on within myself about the direction that Marvel is taking right now. Like I, I'm really enjoying all of the uh, Disney plus stuff, even the stuff that was on Netflix, other than like Iron Fist, which I, you know, I wasn't down with Iron Fist, Luke Cage, yeah. uh, Daredevil, even to a certain extent, I watched some of the defenders a little bit, but that stuff was, and then even moving on now to me, uh, WandaVision was great. It started off really slow, and I didn't know where I was going, you know, how I felt about it at first. It started off slow, but it ended up being really good. Uh, Winter Soldier, that that was pretty good. Uh, not the best one, but that was really good. I liked it. Uh, yeah. And then Loki, Loki just ending 
Loki blew my mind and it ties right back in, I, I think, to uh I think it ties into Doctor Strange and the multiverse of madness and, and just that last right. episode was man, just great. So, you know, not not no spoilers there, but for anybody who hasn't watched Loki, uh go watch it. Cause I know for me, I wasn't a Loki fan at all. At all. Right. And, and you know, some of my coworkers told me that it's okay to be wrong. And and so I <laughs> okay. it was but you know, maybe you can help me out here because I'm not sure where the Marvel movies are going right now. I, I'm not I'm not really excited about uh what's what's the movie the Eternals. Not yeah. really excited about that. Uh you know, I can Yeah, it's it's one of those where I'm like, okay, maybe I'll wait till that comes out on Blu-ray or digital release. Not you know, because for one, we really haven't seen a villain. For two, I don't know how they fit in the you know, in the lexicon of all the heroes and the timeline. It just it really right. doesn't make sense that they've been standing on the sidelines all this time. Uh so I know you kinda retcon that and you can even say they they're from another universe, but but I would think that would be a cop out. So I'm not really excited. And then uh Shang uh Shang Chi. Yeah. You know, that's another one. I'm like, ah That doesn't look very yeah. That that Shang Chi looks like yeah, you know, it looks like it, it could be pretty interesting. And I guess, to me, Marvel's past is what's is, is their biggest competition. Their biggest competition is versus what they've done before, more so than versus DC. Mm-hmm. And the Thanos storyline wrapping with Endgame basically makes us start over. You know, so, yeah. so from 2008 all the way up to, what, 2019, we were doing the Thanos saga even though we didn't realize in the first Iron Man that Thanos was going to be the big bad. And now we've taken that whole ride and the roller coaster has stopped and now we in line somewhere else. And it's like, yeah, you know, we have very good expectations because they, they gave us that whole Thanos saga, but what's next? And it does seem like we're starting fresh and with, you know, with, with uh, Captain America retiring basically. Uh, I don't really know how I feel about Sam as Captain America with Iron Man dying. I don't really know what where they're going there. I'm not sure what the status of Black Panther is. And there's not going to be any Hulk solo movies based on the contractual things. So I guess their biggest, their, their biggest plan is to kind of go with brand new properties. Maybe the new Guardians of the Galaxy being something that's going to tie into that's going to give us something, but yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much like you. Their streaming, their streaming shows seem to be looking better as far as the future outlook than their actual movies. Yeah. And, and you know, I'm be honest with you. I'm okay with, I'm okay with, uh, uh, Sam Wilson played by Anthony Mackie, which he does a great job. I'm okay with him being, uh, Captain America. I just think in the world that they've built, he needs a little more to actual to actually you know to to function in that role. Uh, yeah. And saying what I mean is you know he 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 really needs he needs some type of super soldier serum because he's going against right. people. He doesn't have a full suit of armor. You know he's got his wings. You know and that that only works uh, so much. You know and if he's going to be Captain right. America, then he's going to have to position him. 
to the front lines uh, of the fight. So he, he's probably going to need a little more. I do like, have, and I know we kind of talked, you haven't really finished Loki yet, uh, but I do like where they're going right. with the main villain of everything. No spoilers there. I'm not going to give it away. Even though it's called Spoiled Milk, I'm not going to give it away, right? So, exactly. You know, we'll watch something later on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, later. <laughs> but, but, but really, when you look at it, uh, you know, I like the villain. However, uh, you know, I don't know if these characters will be up to snuff. The the thing, the two movies that I am excited for, really three, the three movies that I am excited for are a little ways off. I'm excited for Thor, uh, Love and Thunder. Really excited uh, about that. Uh, also really excited about Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. I really think we can get some good stuff out of there. We kind of talked already about uh, about uh, about the Fantastic Four, uh, and and you know my money is you know we're gonna get a Reed Richards somewhere there, right? Oh, yes, <laughs> that's definitely. What my money is we're gonna get we're gonna get some type of or uh, so, somebody from the Fantastic Four uh, out of out of the Multiverse of Madness. That's just that's just uh, my thing. So we got, you know, I'm excited about Thor, about the next Doctor Strange, and then also uh, Spider-Man. I think that's really uh, going to be their meat and potatoes, this whole multiversal uh, multiversal uh, transition they're doing where you can add another Captain America. You can add another Iron Man or version of Iron Man. You can add some different versions of different characters. Uh, and what we might not know, it, it, you know, we may have already, I mean, well, we already did the multiversal switch, but what we, we may not know just yet is how that fits in with the movies we've already seen uh, or the shows we've already seen. Uh, exactly. Are some is existing outside of this stuff? I know they put together a timeline, but how all that fits together uh, is it, yet to be seen. So we'll see how that goes, but as far as the, the next couple of movies that are upcoming, uh, when you look at The Eternals or you look at uh, Shang-Chi or you even look at the uh, the next uh, Captain Marvel movie, uh, Marvels or whatever you call it, I don't know. I'm not, not really excited about a lot of that stuff, nor do I see that from the fan base either. Yeah. Um, well, I heard a rumor yesterday that will make you excited about the new Captain Marvel movie. And this okay. is... This is just an unfounded rumor. I haven't really found a lot about it online, but but a friend of mine who who loves this stuff just as much as we do told me he heard that the villains for the Captain Marvel movie are going to be Mystique and Rogue, and that that gets me excited definitely because I would love to see Rogue from the cartoon. No no shade on Captain Marvel. Um, a lot a lot of people love her. I didn't. I don't know. It was just something about her attitude, and, and, and I've heard that the um, the actress who plays Captain Marvel didn't necessarily get along with a lot of the people on set, or you know, different little backstage gossip. So I said all that to say I'm looking forward to seeing Rogue drain her powers at the end, and maybe that can lead us into an introduction of some of these X Men that we've been waiting, you know, what since the mid '90s for. I don't yeah. want to see this this little teenage rogue from the old X Men who was kind of you know deep in her emotions and and touching people and then that breaking her heart. I want to see you know the superpowered flying rogue with the 
white streak down the hair and the green jumpsuit with the tan jacket. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I'm so I'm hoping that they're they're going to go ahead and drain Captain Marvel and and give us that superpower role. I mean, we pretty much need that because right now Captain Marvel is too overpowered. I mean, just based on uh, just based on the history of the characters in the in the comic book, uh, yeah, there's no she should be stronger than Thor. Uh, no way she should be stronger than Thor. Uh, maybe up there close to uh, standard Incredible Hulk without him going, you know, total berserk. Right. Uh, she's pretty much up there with him. Uh, but to overpower her to where she's stronger than Thanos, I think they did, all all of them, they did themselves a disservice. They did the, the storyline a disservice. You run into that that uh, problem that a lot of people have with Superman, where you, you you know you're really looking hard to find somebody that can stand up to him. So I, I think yeah. you're right. If, if that is true, where Rogue is uh, in Captain Marvel too, and, and we could get to see her depower just a little bit to add to humanize her and to add some yeah. vulnerability there, because that's what you need whenever you're. And that's writing one on one. Your characters or your, your uh, protagonist needs to be uh, vulnerable enough for people to identify with those individuals. So uh, exactly. if we can get her, that, that might change uh, change my opinion and change my mind. We can we can really see what, uh, uh, what they do with the characters in the writing room and then what Brie Larson can uh, do, do an exchange, I'm, I'm sorry, do an addition to uh, the writing talents uh, that they have over there. That, that would be really nice. But, I know for me right now, I'm I'm not super excited about a lot of this stuff. I'm not either, and and yeah, I I, I still see this as just uh, uh, Genesis. You know, this is chapter two, and mm-hmm. pretty much the ground that we've covered ended when when Thanos disappeared, and it's going to be interesting to see how they they look to pretty much recreate it. And one of the things it, that kind of I don't know, it kind of raised an eyebrow for me is how they're introducing so many new characters. And my, and I guess, you know, as we see the movies, we'll understand how Shang-Chi, you know, is going to be wrapped in and how the, how the you know, the Eternals are going to be wrapped in. But I would have sort of liked to see them focus on the people that have been established more and get them, a, and, and get them sequels. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a Spider-Man sequel coming. There's definitely the Doctor Strange multitude of madness that's coming. Maybe I don't know. Well, well, I guess there's another Thor and and another Guardians movie. So maybe they've already covered that base. But it's it seems like to 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 go straight into the Eternals and the Shang Chi without giving us more of what we already know about to restart this whole universe. That seems to be a kind of curious kind of a curious move to me. But maybe once we see these movies, they'll make more sense. I don't know. But I'm sort of like you. They they kind of got me at a kind of, I don't know, scratch scratching my head kind of point. Well, well, I mean, I, I'm more interested. So I think they're doing something really, really interesting in the background that we're not and, and I, I won't say at large we, but you know, a lot of people aren't giving a lot of thought to, or or, or not a lot of focus to. When you're looking at, you know, looking at the end of uh, 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 Falcon and the Winter Soldier, or Captain America and the Winter Soldier, 
uh, looking at that, uh, looking at uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus's character, right? And, uh, and have have you seen Black Widow yet? The end of Black Widow. Or no, Black I have. I've, okay. I've, I've been meaning to watch it too. That's that's another one that's on my list. Maybe maybe okay. I'll knock that out this weekend. So so something happens at the end of that as well that kind of alludes to her character and what what she's trying to do okay. and how all working out and we really don't we don't have an exact timeline of, of when that uh uh that cameo happens at the end of the movie but something happens that kind of alludes to what's happening in the background and what it looks like is happening is spoilers here for uh you know potential uh potential plot points for the marvel universe and specifically with the avengers and then also with the ultimate comic here, so if you if you don't want to hear it, skip up about a minute or two. Okay. Uh, but all is there. And, and what I would really like to see, and, and this isn't something we've seen outside of, uh, well, we've seen in the car- cartoon a little bit, but uh, really outside of comics, you don't see this too often. Is a sort of anti Avengers or a uh, government run type of Avengers uh, right. where they have a more uh, governmental oversight. That's what it looks like we're getting on the back end. And yeah. me, that's interesting because, you know, you have you have you have so many things that, that Captain America and both Iron Man were aware of coming out of uh, Captain America's Civil War that can actually be happening in the Marvel Universe. And, and we could see that come to fruition. So, uh, uh, you know, can we get a Dark Avengers? Uh, like in the comic book where we have an Iron Patriot or we have somebody else, uh, Bullseye being uh, Bullseye being a Hawkeye. Uh, we right. have a Captain America. You know, we have we could potentially have a Black Widow with uh, less of a conscience. Uh, all right. these things could possibly happen. And on top of that, we also have a big bad universal threat. Uh, like Thanos uh, in the background coming to fruition, so that that gives me a lot of hope uh, for the Marvel universe. But but as far as the movies, I just don't see it. I just don't see it happening right now, man. It's something they got to do different. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't see it right now either. And I think if they had gone the direction of giving us new characters that were more popular. You know, instead of giving us the Eternals and Shang-Chi, if they were going to give us a She-Hulk movie, let's say, or if mm-hmm. they were going ahead and give us more indication of when the X-Men were coming. I really think if you're going to have a start and over period, giving us X-Men next would have really gotten a whole lot of a whole lot of excitement out of the fan base. And mm-hmm. that maybe helped bridge the gap as to when we start getting, you know, full boy into it. Because, you know, as I said earlier, if you go back to 2008, we were just excited to get an Iron Man movie. We had no idea that they were going to eventually wrap that into Thanos. And if you look at that pretty much, what, in, in 11 years, from 8 to 19 to the ending of it. So mm-hmm. if they had told us, hey, this is going to be the start of a long string of movies, with a central big bad and we're going to tie all these characters together and it's going to culminate 11 years from now, people probably would have groaned because it was like, wow, you know, we got to wait 11 years to see this come to fruition. So now we've mm-hmm. seen what they've done before. 
And we have to ask, is, is this the plan that we have now? Is this going to be another long, lengthy decade worth of, you know, intersecting movies that's going to culminate years from now? And I think if, I don't know, if they hadn't killed Thanos or if they left it open-ended, if, if, if this was basically, if it was a chance that that Thanos storyline would continue, I think it would maybe put people at more ease. But since we know that that's done, and now we're starting in a brand new direction. And, you know, with this new starting off period, I think that this transition is rough because we really just don't have any idea what they have planned. You know what? And I have to agree with you wholeheartedly there. And one of the things that we see in a lot of the Marvel movies is we, we see this, uh, uh, especially after, I'll say after uh, the first Avengers, what you see is a up down, not not so much saying that uh, the stories are up and down, but what we see is this: uh, we'll release an A list movie and then a B list movie in the same year. Right. right? Example: they'll release a uh, you know a, a Spider Man movie and a Ant Man movie. Right. Or we'll get a Thor movie and a Doctor Strange movie in the same year. Uh, or a Captain America movie and whoever. The, the, the year that, that probably did the most uh, or the best was the year that we got the original Guardians of the Galaxy. No one thought that that was going to be uh, yeah. the hit that it was. And, 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 you know, hats off to them because that, that worked out uh, swimmingly. The first Guardians of the Galaxy is still one of my favorite Marvel movies. It just it still works out to this day. I just watched it uh, mm-hmm. last week before last. But now it seems like we're getting a bunch of lower tier movies. And it's not even B-list right now, right? We're getting the Eternals are on no one's radar. Anybody who tells you I've been an Eternals fan for forever, most of them are either lying or they're like uh, 70 years old. Most people people don't have a connection with the Eternals like that. The same thing with uh, uh, Shang-Chi. Uh, you know, most people would say the same thing. So it looks like we're getting a bunch of D-list movies when we are used to a B-list at the worst. Or even if you do get a B or a C or a D-list movie, you know that A-list movie is right behind. It. And right now it's like we got a lot of middle of the road stuff that's being announced. Uh, and I'm just like, oh, okay, we can deal with two of them, you know, but three or four, you know, yeah. C-list. I'm just like, come on, man. Come on. You, you guys got to give us yeah. something. Yeah, Like they had announced the Fantastic Four movie so long ago. And now yeah. it's like, you hear anything about it. Just like, all right, come on, man. You got to give the people something to really yeah. look forward. It's going to knock them uh, out of the box. And even some of the after credit scenes, right? Like some of those after credit scenes before were just, it, it, it wasn't a lot of uh, a secrecy. Right, it was a lot of secrecy behind it, but you know, in the execution of it, it wasn't a lot of secrecy. They gave you something that made you walk out the theater like, wow! And you didn't need to have a physics degree—I mean, not physics degree, but a history degree—in the Marvel universe in order to get what's going on and what was happening. It just—it just didn't happen. So, exactly, uh, you know, spread arms here and there. Yeah, it, that's it. So hopefully they get back on board. But regardless, man, I think we we've spoken so much about uh, <laughs> a 
about the Marvel Universe now. Let's switch gears. Okay. And uh, the Space Jam. Let's, let's yeah. get with uh, LeBron James. Oh, yeah. LeBron James. Space Jam. The, the new generation. <laughs> I, I, I saw that last week. Um, actually... Uh, to 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 tell the truth, I've never seen all of the first Space Jam. I remember walking through Circuit City a few times, yeah. and it was so big in the in the nineties. And and if you went through Circuit City or Best Buy, a lot of these stores, if you stayed there long enough, they had it seem like on most of the televisions because I think it looked really good on these big screens, and that was a good way to sell them. So yeah. I re- I remember watching five minutes here and there, but um. This one was pretty good. It was a little better than I thought it was going to be. Um, this is this is going to be fairly spoiler free. It had a deeper plot than you would imagine. So basically, you know, Bron starts off. He's a he starts off as a ten year old, I think. So he's okay. going to some kind of big basketball game, and his mom drops him off. So he mm-hmm. he walks in. He sits down on the bleachers. He, he sees one of his buddies, and his buddy gives him a Game Boy. It has some kind of brand new game on it that's so exciting at that time. And uh, they show 10-year-old LeBron playing on the bleachers. And his coach starts calling him, LeBron, LeBron. And, and he's all distracted by the game. So okay. he puts the game boy down on the bleachers. He gets in the game. And he doesn't play that well. And he misses the last shot. So the, okay. the coach yells at him and throws his game boy away. And the coach is the very good actor, Wood Harris. Wood always gives us okay. a, a very good performance, whether it's um, Big Julius Campbell in, in Remember the Titans or Avon Barksdale. <laughs> oh, yeah. So shout out to Wood Harris. And yeah, that kind of sets the, sets the tone for LeBron not not liking video games and not and not being into computers and everything. So fast forward a little bit, and his sons are playing basketball, and it's kind of cool how they parallel his real family, because you know, as you know, his uh, older son Brian Jr. is a big basketball player. His okay. second son Bryce, I'm not sure if Bryce is in the basketball or not, but in the movie, his older son is named Darius, and his younger son is Dominic, and Dominic okay. is really into computers. And he's invented his, his own video game about basketball. And he says, he tells LeBron, well, it's just like basketball, but it's fun. And they sort of set the plot up there. So the plot is basically LeBron wants both of his boys focused on basketball. Dominic likes basketball, but he loves computers. Okay. And that sort of sets up the whole father versus son. So, so LeBron is trying to find common ground with Dominic. Dominic wants to do his own thing and also please his father. And it was pretty interesting how a kind of silly movie with Looney Tunes and Bugs Bunny and basketball, they actually thought about having a pretty decent, you know, plot of it. Now, now were these his real sons or or were they actors? No, they were, they were actors. And the, um, the, the guy that played the youngest son, he's a very good actor. I, I feel like we'll see him, in quite a few movies. Um, I'm trying to think of what his name is here. Oh, his, his, his name is Cedric Joe. And he, he looks okay. like, you know, he's an actual, well, you know, they always have little kids actually older than the role they're playing. 
So he looks okay. like in the movie he's about 12, so he's probably about 15 in real life or so. But he has a lot of talent. I can see him making more movies. And uh, Sonequa Martin-Green, um, she she was big on on the on the Walking Dead as Sasha. Yeah, yeah, Michael Burnham. His wife, uh, Michael Trek, Burnham. Uh, yep. On Star Trek. Um, yeah, it's Discovery. Discovery, it's, yeah, right. Yeah, Discovery, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, so, it's, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. on CBS. On CBS, right? So, so she plays his wife, and they have a little a little daughter too. I don't think the little daughter has any lines, but but you know she represents. Sasha James of of the his real life daughter, I guess. Okay. Not, right. Yeah, yeah. So it's some pretty interesting, and of course, you know, they they have the Looney Tunes and um and the Goon Squad made up of the actual players. On um, uh, let's see, Damon Damon Lillard is part of the Goon Squad. Anthony Davis, mm-hmm. Clay Thompson, and a couple W WNBA players, and Don mm-hmm. Cheadle is the main villain. So um, it's pretty good. He he plays a good villain. His his name in the movie is Algae Rhythm, and it's and it's pretty much means the same as a logarithm because he's a computer virus. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. So yeah, I, I got <laughs> so you know it's it's pretty corny. And when you hear people saying, "Oh, is this and is that." I think if you look at the movie for for what it is, you know it's it's probably something that's meant to to entertain children. And I okay. and as I told you earlier, if you have little children, it's it's got to be, it's it's got to add a, a, another point or two on your ten point scale, just to have fun with your kids watching because they'll laugh and they will find it funny and they will really like it. And the cinematographer of it. Is leaps and bounds above the nineteen ninety what ninety five one ninety six one with Jordan. Yeah, that's so. That's the only one I've seen in pieces. I haven't seen okay. this new. One. But but I will say this right because you know I'm a basketball fan. You know, and uh, hopefully you don't just hang up on the podcast right here and you never speak to me again. You know, I'm not a big Lakers fan, right? I'm uh, you know. Oh yeah, Detroit, right. Detroit, of course, Detroit. of course, bad boys. Yeah, yeah I said you know I'm a bad boy for life. But uh, but but you know, I will say this about LeBron James, man. Outside of uh, and this is a testament to who he is and uh, who he is raised to be. Uh, outside of basketball, he seems like just a really good guy with uh, good morals, integrity. Uh, you know, now of course I don't know him. This is from the outside in. Of course, uh, he seems like a great father. Uh, you know, anything I've ever read about him, about his kids or community work or anything uh, as far as neighborhoods go, because regardless of how we feel as, as basketball fans, right, uh, as a person, he seems like a stand-up dude. That, he does. You know, yeah. Just trying to live life and uh, do what he does. So for that alone, by your recommendation, I'm going to watch it. I'm, I'm going to take some time to watch it at some point. Uh, now, answer me this, though, because you've okay. watched the movie. I've okay. been seeing it where he talks about he's he's four for five for shooting. Did he miss a shot in the movie? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because his his competition, let's just say that the Goon Squad was was tougher than the um, Golden State Warriors that year that they beat Cleveland in six. Or no, in five games, I think. Yeah, then our Goon Squad was was very formidable. Okay. Very, very formidable. Yeah. Yeah, right. this is me. Around talking about Jordan was twenty two for twenty two in Space Jam and yeah, uh, 
the four for five. I'm like, man, people just got they got too much time on their hands. They got too much time. On they their got hands. way too much time on their hands. And to piggyback off something you said too, you know, as a man, you know, if you're setting aside basketball as a man, and mm-hmm. I might say as a as a black man, I really think a lot of LeBron James, you know, with his promise school, with his with his, you know all of the charitable things he's done, and you know. I really think a lot of people, it just really puzzles me today how so many people take sports so far. You know, I remember growing up when the Pistons were the bad guys of the 1980s. I'm a huge Lakers fan. So, so you know, Magic and Kareem, James Worthy, yeah. you know, they were like family. Uh, you know, Byron, uh, Michael Cooper, and the Lakers losing to the Pistons in I'm pretty sure you can tell me when Magic was hurt. 1989, Magic got hurt, and that still bothers me. It still bothers me to this day that the Pistons got that ring when Magic was hurt. But I never hated Isaiah Thomas. I, I pulled against Isaiah. I pulled against Vinny, and I, I pulled against Rick Mahorn and Lane Beer. But it didn't go any further than sport. People now seem like they they hate LeBron as a man. They don't. They it's, it, it goes further than they don't want to see his team win. They just don't want to see this man be successful, and that's just really yeah. sad. And you know, we've gotten to a to a, a generation of people, and and the internet, of course, helps you to get your feelings out. You know, easier than back in the days when you couldn't just write all of your feelings on some on yeah, some general post. Back in the day, like you be you be at one guy at work talking. And- Playing, yeah. and all the people just leave you alone, and they just yeah. go somewhere, and then you wouldn't have anybody to talk to. But now everybody yeah. has a platform. Not, not, now there's one thing I will say, man. If LeBron would just stop flopping, man, I'd be cool with that. Just <laughs> <laughs> playoffs when he got poked in the eye. Oh my oh, yeah. god, that was that was that was it. I was like, bro, come on, man. You t- yeah. you talk. Come on, man. Come on. That's, that's it. So, that was, that was horrible. But but the thing is, though, it's, it's not just him. It's, it's, the, it's the whole NBA now. It is. It, it is. And that, oh, my goodness, that just, that burns me up to no end. But I'm, I'm glad to know, if anything, he did win a ring in the tune, the, the uh, Gone Squad uh, cartoon universe this year. So that makes me, that makes me feel good about that at least. Okay. They did win, exactly. right? Exactly. They- oh yeah, oh yeah. That's a minor spoiler that everybody knew anyway. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, yeah, they ended up winning at the end. It was it was close though, and some people probably would say Michael Jordan's team won by by a bigger margin back in '96. They that means won by the one, best. They won by one shot. Remember that at the end of the original Space Jam, you know, he got tacked. He was jumping. He jumped from half court for the dunk. And they tried to stop him, and he he used his tune of cartoon abilities to make his oh, yeah. arms stretch to the basket. Remember? <laughs> I've I've actually forgotten how that one ends, but yeah, yeah that's, okay. That's how, that's how it ends. He uses his ability because he, you know, what the cartoons say. They say as long as you think it, you can do it. So that was oh, uh, yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah, that yeah. was the thing. So I'm I just pretty sure make- LeBron is just a good. Oh yeah, that's straight from the Matrix, and I'm pretty yeah. sure Braun is just just as good at acting as as MJ. 
because I don't think either yeah. either one of them are going to give give Denzel any you know any competition for acting roles. No, I mean they couldn't deal with uh, Ray Allen did, and uh, he got game. You know, Ray was he, Ray was all part terrible as an actor. Yeah, he was. <laughs> Ray could not act. He can't. Those lines were so wooden. <laughs> yeah, they, they were straight wooden for real. It was almost yeah. like like he was reading them off of a big poster board, but he couldn't recognize the handwriting. He couldn't read the handwriting that well. And I'm a huge Ray Allen fan, man. I love when he was in Yukon, when he mm-hmm. uh to Milwaukee, when he went to uh Seattle, Boston, uh, or even with the Heat, man. Uh, you know, yeah. follow Ray big time. But the brother, he oh my goodness, could not oh could not act. So thank goodness he could for not uh, act. He could so, not act. Not after Ray. Yeah. He's he's from yeah. South Carolina. We we claim Ray. Small state. Yeah. We have to claim everybody with it, but we possibly can. Yeah. I don't blame <laughs> you. It's a good dude. To oh, yeah. You got to claim. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, all right. So, claim, that's, I'm going to check out Space Jam, man. So, let's get to, uh, uh, you, you know, this This is going to hurt me, right? This is this is hurting me to even think about talking about Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, uh, man, and the. Well, no, you can't even call it He-Man because they, that, that's not what they call it on Netflix. Masters of the Universe. <laughs> Masters of the Universe. Oh, yeah. Oh, goodness, man. Let's let's get to I know you. So let's get with the pros first. Let's get with the pros. Okay. I, you know, I got a lot of cons, man. I got a lot of cons with this one. I got okay. a lot. I got a lot with this one. So I know you said you liked it. So we're going yeah, to let you and then you know, and then I come with the baseball bat. All right, so let's okay. let's do that. Okay. the universe. You know, the new the the re-release uh, with uh, Kevin Smith as executive producer. Uh, right. With it's supposed to be the more adult and mature themed Master of the Universe. Yeah. Uh, on Netflix, just premiered. What was it two weeks ago? Now just fell out of the top ten, and it is getting review bombed. Uh, however, let's go over some of the positives of Masters of the Universe. All right, so I'm gonna let you lead it because you know okay. I I, you know, I got my gun in my way, so I'm ready to kill this one. But, okay, uh, okay, all right, all right. Well, my, my oh yeah, totally. My first pro, and I'm not really sure how big of a pro this is, but my first pro was I found it randomly on a Saturday morning. I was kind of bored, and I got out to. Fire Stick Remote and clicked on Netflix and wow, here's the new Masters of the Universe. So I didn't have to wait for it. I didn't have to have, you know, months of anticipation wondering what it's going to be and just kind of fell in my lap. And my second second pro was that if you remember the the one from the eighties, it was really cheesy. You know, if you watched it as a as a elementary or middle school kid, it was awesome. When you watch it again as an adult, it's like, yeah, this is kind of slow. And the action scenes in, in this new one, whether you hate the story or not, the action scenes are really, really good. They actually do several punches, several kicks. They actually have have legitimate sword fighting when He-Man has the sword. And the um, the the acting or the or the voice acting, I should say, seems to be a little better. It's it's got a more mature theme, you know. Orko actually has a little personality in this one. He actually isn't 
so one-dimensional, this silly, majestic type character, and Cringer shows a little more courage. I mean, it it seemed like they kind of took the one from the eighties. It it really seems like they paid a nice homage to the one from the eighties. Like some of the little kids who watched that one grew up and fixed some of the stuff that they wanted to see changed over the years. So yeah, I'm 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 going to say the way they deliver the story. And definitely the action scenes are a very big pro. You know what? Those are some good points, man. Because the action scenes were really good. I, yeah. I will say, and the animation as well. Uh, animate, animation was great. Uh, you know, that's one thing I cannot complain about. Because, you know, some of these shows that we get, and I think it's the same uh, animation, uh, the animation group that did, I think, Vampire Hunter D, the, uh, the re-release. Uh, on Netflix that came out, I want to say it was a couple years ago, or was that okay? Castlevania, I can't remember, it's one or two, it's something with a vampire in it, but okay, all right, <laughs> Vampire Hunter D is Castlevania, so that, that came out a couple years ago. Uh, I think it's the same group that did that, and the animation is great, the, the action scenes are great, and you're absolutely right, the the uh, the voice acting, uh. Uh, is great right away, and, and I didn't know who the uh, actors were going into this or the actresses were going into this. But as we're as we we're going through, I was like, "Wait a minute, that sounds like Cersei Lannister." And sure enough, it was it yeah, as Evil Land. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, "Gosh, she sounds so familiar." And it was uh, Sarah Michelle Geller from Buffy. So that you know, some A list talent right there. Oh yeah, uh, A list talent. Uh, however. Yeah, I guess my gripe comes in, okay, uh, with and and this is spoilers, right? So if you haven't seen this, I'm about to I'm about to spoil it for you, okay? Uh, that they kill He Man in the the first episode, yeah. like, dude, why are you you know why are you killing He Man? Yeah, when you go back and 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 I was uh, really kind of looking forward to this, right? Me and a couple buddies of mine, who uh, one of them, he's a huge huge Masters of the Universe fan. I mean, you know, any of the toys over the last couple of years that come out, the collectibles, he's usually one of the guys who goes and gets that stuff first, right? He's like first in line, new iterations of the comic book, everything. So they kind of do, and, and I think I read this on IGN or something. And some, I didn't read the whole article, but uh, I, I saw a headline. They say they make the same mistakes that the Transformers, the movie makes, whereas they kill your main character yeah. and they advertise it as okay we're gonna have he man he's back this is more mature but then you kill him in the first episode and there's four more episodes left and that that's pretty much my issue there and i can understand we are in a different time now where you want to see uh female representation and diversity and all this other stuff however it's not there's not an absence of that with he man already with right. he man already have a a strong powerful woman not only in some of the sorceresses or whatnot but also you have she-ra so why are you replacing he-man when you already have that box checked there you know i i agree with you uh the the property did need to be updated right because you look at the cheesiness of what he-man used to say uh you look at characters like orko that were so one-dimensional. One thing I did like about Orko, I think it was like episode three or four, where he goes into the the true meaning of his name and what it right. means. 
And I'm just like, wow, that's that's a good point. Or you go into some of the things with evil Lynn. And I'm like, okay, those are those are pretty good points. However, I I, I don't like Tila anymore. I can't stand her. Uh because at the end of the first episode, uh you, you get, you know, He Man dies or, you know, supposed to die because the series is coming back or whatnot, right? He's supposed to die. And at the end of all this, you have the king and the queen. They're grieving. The king basically kicks man of arms out. Like, yeah. the king had no idea that his son, Prince Adam, was He-Man. So, right. you know, He-Man dies, and in turn, his son dies as well. So the king kicks out man of arms. Tila's standing, and then he, you know, he tells Tila, who she is supposed to become the new, the new man in arms, right? Like, you know, no pun intended, but she's supposed to come the new man in arms. So, uh, you know, she's supposed to do this, and the king kicks out her father, Duncan, and uh, you know, he tells her get him out of her, his face and all this other stuff. Yeah. And then, and this is probably the the number one thing that that turned me off of the show. She goes into a temper tantrum, talking about everybody lied to her and nobody told knew but her. Yeah. And I'm just like, how selfish can you be? Yeah. You know, he may have just died. The guy who's been protecting the entire world and, and you know, all and, and you too, he dies. And now you're pointing fingers at everybody. You lied to me. I don't care about you. Her father just helped her get this new position. And all this. And I'm just like, this makes <laughs> no sense. I'm like, who who does that? I could see if she said, you know, okay, everything's falling apart and, 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 you know, everything is going bad and I don't know where I fit in the middle of all this other stuff. And, and then we go from there. Okay, I understand that. But in the execution, what they do is they make her a very selfish and almost unlikable, arrogant character. I'm just like, that makes no sense what yeah. you're doing. And then Duncan... He goes off to God knows where. He's been banished. You know, the the, the father and the, the king and the queen, they're, they're wrapped up in grief, and nobody is fighting the forces of evil anymore. Eternia just falls apart. So it makes it look like He-Man just died for nothing. He just died for nothing. Just, you know, he died, took out Skeletor, and now everything falls apart instead of everybody coming together and saying, hey, you know, we need to make this better. And 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 going through episode two, three, uh, so forth, you really feel that same specter of hopelessness going throughout Eternia, which really that, that tainted the show for me. It really did. I have no problem uh uh you know with somebody else taking over for someone. Like uh, I think one of the best examples uh is in the Thor comic. Okay, uh, in the Thor comic, uh, and, and this is pr pretty much part of what they're basing the new movie off of, Love and Thunder. Uh, you get into several stories that kind of break down uh, Thor and who he is at different stages of his life. When he's young, when he's, you know, uh, I, I'm not going to say middle age, but like in the prime of his life when he's young, when he's at the prime of his life, and then when he's at the twilight of his life. You know, the story breaks it down. And then at the end of that, uh, he basically 
and, and you kind of intermingle some other stories going along there as well. But he basically is no longer worthy of being Thor. And then Jane Foster takes up being Thor, and she does that for a number of years. And I think now she's Valkyrie. Uh, and, and that was pretty much the best way of doing it. If you're going to do it, you know, at least make it, uh, at least in my opinion, make it, uh, make, make it honoring the character that you're replacing. And I, I didn't, I just, I, I just thought that he man just died too quick, way too quick without, you know, it's pretty unceremonious. The first episode was really great until that last five minutes to me. And yeah, that then was, that, that I was like, jarring. yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that was definitely jarring. Now, um, that transforms the movie. Let me touch on that for a second. Anybody that knows me pretty well knows that I despise that movie with a passion. Oh yeah, I was I was in I was a, I was a little kid and I and I had gotten a trip to the video store and, and I didn't I didn't even realize it come it had come to the theaters. So we brought the VHS home and I'm sitting there and I think it was probably about 20 minutes in. Yeah, they killed Prime. Prime Prime was almost like somebody that I actually knew as a child. Prime. Yeah. Skywalker and Spider-Man were actually friends of mine. And to kill Prime off that early, yeah, I, I would still have words with those people from Hasbro or from what whatever company made that movie, if I could see them to this day. The differences <laughs> I saw with, with He-Man, yeah, they killed He-Man at about the 35-minute point, too. But <laughs> as soon as episode two comes on and, and it's on a little while, you get the feeling that they have a plan to reverse this. We're going to bring He-Man back. Yeah. And the Transformers movie, it never really dedicated any time to how do we save Prime? How do we bring Prime back? And I think that's one of the differences is that they kind of go on a mission. And since since we spoiled some some of it already, we can spoil just the just just a little bit more. He-Man is one of the champions of Eternia. And they go into the afterlife and you see the other champions of Eternia in a future episode. And I can yeah. spoil too much for you because I don't think you've been quite that far, have you? Yeah, I man, look, I got to episode four. Okay. And I, I really have tried. And I was just like, I don't know. I don't know if I can even continue. <laughs> After the first episode, I stopped. And I said, well, we got to do a podcast about it. I was like, we got to do an episode on it. I was like, I, I'm gonna slog through it, and 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 then I stopped again after, uh, after Cringer, because Cringer basically just he basically told us everything we need to know about Tila and her fears, and then yeah. it comes back up in episode four when she has to fight He Man. I'm like, why are you afraid of He Man? He's protecting yeah. you. Yeah. And, it, That's and your I, yeah, I, I'm just like, ah, I can't. Uh, so I'm going to watch episode five, but, man, I'm not holding out any hope. But but I, I digress. Go ahead, please. Oh, oh yeah, totally. Well, I just think of hope for the future kept me going through it because I'm pretty sure as soon as you turn it on, it says part one. And it kind of re reminds me of that new Transformers. Speaking of Transformers, I think they're they're up to part three now. Yeah, they are. Need to watch part two and part three because I because you know, we talked about part one on the podcast last year. Mm -hmm. So knowing that they have plans for the future and knowing that yeah they will reestablish He Man soon, that that kind of kept me going through it. But yeah, yeah, it's I don't know, it's some questionable, it's some questionable storytelling there. 
I mean, from the end of episode one throughout the rest of the series, they could almost title it Masters of the Universe colon The Tila Show because she's pretty much the star of it. You know, she pretty much takes over. I never had a problem with Tila. And as, as you said earlier, you know, in the 80s, they were pretty forward thinking to give women a nice part of the show. Tila was always one of the main characters. You know, if you're outside with the cousins or with the siblings playing He-Man, you know, your big cousin could probably say she's she's Tila. But, but yeah, um, so I don't think that was necessary because Tila was established before She-Ra came out, I think. Because that she came was. out a couple of years after the He-Man show. The entire show was. It's just, and I think that's, that's what gets it. Because nobody says, oh, I want to watch Masters of the Universe. What do you say? I'm going to watch He-Man. I want to see He-Man. Yeah. Everybody says. Nobody says, oh, I'm watching Master of the Universe. Nobody nobody does that. But what no, do people no. say? Oh, I'm going to watch He-Man. I'm going to check out He-Man. Yeah. yeah. Even in the show, you know, we can say, oh, this is a He-Man episode. We know everyone will know we're talking about Master of the Universe. You don't even have to see it. And I think that's what burns me up. I'm just like, look, why would you guys do this? Why would you do this? And, and you know, and now if, yeah, I'm not sure if Tila's going to be He-Man. I'm not sure if the other was uh, Andrea, the other lady who's oh, who, yeah. who's Tila's sidekick right now, whatever. If she's gonna be, you know, if she's gonna get the sword of Grey Skull, what are you gonna, you, you know, you're not gonna call the show She Woman. You're not gonna do that. <laughs> not at all. And you definitely ain't gonna call him He Man, her He Man. You ain't gonna do that. You're gonna lose the audience. So what you gonna do now? I don't know what they're thinking. I have no idea what they're thinking. No. Yeah. Whatsoever, and and you know, and again, like I said, I don't. Even if Tila replaces He Man or the other lady replaces He Man, okay, it's about execution, and I cannot believe that you have somebody writing this show that did not say, okay, let's let's extend this out a little bit, let's have a little more, you know, it's got to be a little bit more ceremonial. This passing of Grayskull. This passing of the sword of Grayskull has got to be a little more ceremony. We have to believe it. Nobody's going to buy into this. I can't believe no one said that and say, okay, let's let's make this a little bit better. That's my thing. As far as, like you said, action, A+. Plus, right? Animation, okay. A+. Plus. Voice acting, A+. Plus. For me, the writing, it's like a, a, a D. It's like a yeah. D. Yeah, I think it's, well... I'm I'm I might say it's a C minus, but that's that's close enough to a D. Because I, I guess I can I can see a little bit of I can because see I've I've seen the whole the whole series and I know how part one ends and it gets slightly better. There's yeah. there's a part in there that's that's gonna make it a little bit better to you, but I still a, a, agree with you for the most part. If if you're going to kill He-Man off, and if you're going to have a five-episode season, maybe you need to reestablish He-Man in episode four, and then as episode five goes off, everything is set back the way it should have been. But yeah, there's a, uh, and I don't want to spoil it for you because you had seen the the actual. No, I mean, I'm gonna watch it. I'm committed to watching it. I, I just I, I've been beating myself up about it. But go ahead, spoil away. This is spoil milk. Okay. So at the oh, all right, so so you've 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 seen the the whole piece with the afterlife, and that yeah. was a very poignant moment in there when when um, Prince Adam 
Oh, let me back up a second. So in the afterlife, they actually called it heaven. In the mm-hmm. heaven for 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 the people of Eternia, it was basically just the champion. So it was He-Man. It was a few other champions. That's this real tough black guy whose name is Grayskull. And they say yeah. that Castle Grayskull is named after him. And he's the voice, the, the his his he's voiced by President Palmer. The um I'm trying to think of the guy's real name. Yeah, Dennis Haysburg. Dennis Haysburg from the Allstate commercials. Yeah, that's that's Allstate Stan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he he basically tells Prince Adam that if you go back to Eternia, you can't come back to heaven. And he chose to go back to Eternia to save his friends. And knowing he couldn't come back, so he so he goes back, and they they undo whatever they have to do to combine the two halves of the sword again. So they put the two halves of the sword back together, and it's really it's a great moment, and you're feeling really happy because you know all of the stuff you said before they kill He Man, you had to slog through Teela being in charge, you know, and you see this is the payoff. So yeah. Adam raised the sword and he says, by the power of Grayskull. And then Skeletor stabs him in the back. <laughs> so, the, so the series ends, Skeletor has the sword. He is dead again. I tell you what, Kevin Smith better not touch G.I. Joe. Because that's oh, not touch G.I. Joe. Revolt. I will lead the revolt. If he, he not touch G.I. Joe. But yeah. even if he touches G.I. Joe, that was no one character in G.I. Joe as beloved as He Man. You know, even if he killed off Duke or if he killed yeah. off Roadblock or Snake Eyes, that wouldn't be to the same extent of killing off He Man. Yeah, Snake Eyes just died in the comic book. So that oh, okay. replaced them with someone else. I mean, it happens. Okay. And, and it, and you know anybody listening to this? I have no problem with strong female characters. I have none, but I believe when we establish a character as being something, you 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 deserve that character deserves the respect of a good send off. Okay, right. A good solid send off without just blowing up the whole blowing up the whole thing or blowing up the whole building. And, and you know it's one thing I appreciate. I, I really do. I appreciate this as a comic book fan that when we get the long form storytelling uh, system that allows us to see a character coming to their own, whether it's a character like Wally, uh, Wally West or, or, or the, you know, with the flash, all right. Uh, replacing uh, certain other characters or even uh, for a time when Dick Grayson replaced uh, Batman. Right. Or even when Jane Foster, uh, for for a time, replaced uh, Thor. You you get to have these characters uh, replace someone else, and and that's fine. I just want the respect that these characters are due or given, uh, based on the writers that came before, or based on the fan base that's pouring, you know, money, time, uh, you know, into all of this, all of these uh, avenues of entertainment, uh, to give them a good send off. For those people, that way they can say, "Okay, I, I, I'm with this," and, and you know, and you know, it might not feel good, but I can see it and I can understand. It. That's. It. I agree. I totally agree, and 
I've I've often or I've mostly always been a fan of you showing a a, a lesser character coming up mm-hmm. they've accomplished things in their own right and not at the expense of the person that's on top. You know, more so like with a Nightwing, you know, when when Robin got to the point that he pretty much branched out on his own and became Nightwing and went to another city and was yep. that city's Batman. I like that more so than if they had shown Batman get some serious injury and then Robin have to take over and become Batman. Let Robin, you know, establish himself as, as his own hero. And mm-hmm. the point you made with Tila is a great one. Instead of killing off He-Man, maybe they had some kind of cosmic energy hit Tila, and now she has... They couldn't make her as powerful as He-Man, but maybe if they made her more than a regular human and now she has some kind of you know, cosmic powers. If that's the way you build up Tila, that would have been good. And I've never been a fan of them bringing back a show that was big 30 years ago that we really hadn't seen very much over the last three decades. Why would you bring He-Man back just to kill He-Man back off or, or to kill He-Man off? That to me just didn't make much sense. It didn't. And, and the way I thought the show would go is this, right? Because we really haven't gotten into uh, at least from what I know about the He-Man Masters and Heroes. We really haven't gotten into the mysticism behind the sword. I, I know there's some things in the new show now they're doing. But right. on the outset of this show, I thought they would get into the mysticism of the sword, of why Adam is the only one uh, that can summon this great power that turns him into He-Man. Uh, what makes him worthy of this? And and if you choose to say, okay, we have another character that's worthy of this, that that's the thing. Uh, and I hate to keep using this example, but that's the thing with Thor. It, it, it says whoever is worthy, whosoever is worthy, you know. So whoever gets that power, gets that ability, will be able to become Thor. So this is why we see, you know, aliens be able to wield the power of Thor. We see uh, other men, other women are able to wield the power of Thor. I think at one point, maybe this is a what-if story. We see Storm wield the power of Thor. Why? Because they have set up the rule that this is the type of person. This this internal characteristic is what enables you to have this power. Well, the same thing can happen for He-Man. Why not saying, okay, the, the power of Grayskull is based upon someone who is pure of heart, who has great Courage, who have, who has excised all fear, or a person who uh, y- you know uh, is a self-sacrificing person is able to do this, and then maybe at some point something happens to Adam that uh, takes away his ability to access the power of He-Man. You don't have to kill him. You can right. go back. You can deconstruct what makes him He-Man, and then at the same time build somebody else up to access that power of Grayskull because that's that's what it is. By the power of Grayskull, I have the power, right? So you can build up someone else to say, okay, this is how you access this power. Now, whether that's coming in part two or part three, that that's, uh, that's uh, unknown right now. But uh, I think Robert Kirkman said this best, the writer of The Walking Dead and Invincible. He said, sometimes you have to get things out in the beginning, right? I'm paraphrasing what he's saying. But sometimes you have to get things out in the beginning or else you won't have an audience to get to your payoff. That's true. Yeah. And so, you know, if you cut yeah. off 
the, the people who are the Masters of the Universe fans who have been those fans for 30 some odd years or 40 years, you know, who's the audience now that you have? Uh, so uh, I, I think, you know, they may have shot themselves in the foot and I really would like to see the numbers. I mean, Netflix doesn't have to share it right there. Um, they don't have to share the numbers of, of who, who's watching what, but I, I'm, I'm really interested to know, like, what is their viewership right now, especially after episode after episode one and two yeah that's true that's a that's a that's a very good point and it's a good point you made about robert kirkman if you alienate your audience they might not come back and this part two you know if the numbers are bad enough there might not be a part two of this of this netflix series yeah Yeah. it'll go it'll go away some shows are really good and they still don't make it. Like, remember the Thundercats reboot? Not the one off of Cartoon Network. The one that came out. Was that Nickelodeon? I'm not sure. But it came I out. Re- one- I remember that one. Yeah. yeah. It was really good. And it just yeah. disappeared. It really good. And if, if you remember, that was a Masters of the Universe before this one. It was. It came out maybe 10 years ago. And I thought it was good. But it didn't really last that long. It was good. And it just, yeah. you know. Sometimes it's the hype, and, and if some of this stuff would have came out now, uh, yeah. with the streaming platforms and whatnot to really support it, they probably yeah. would have been better. But yeah, that's that, that's where I'm at with Master of the Universe, man. I just, uh, I was <laughs> okay. So, so out of ten cartons of spoiled milk, how 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 many cartons would you give this Master of the Universe series? Man, <laughs> we established. That the, the higher is better, right? Higher is better. It's better, right? Yeah. Uh, okay, so I give it a point for animation. Okay. Point for action within the animation. Okay. Uh, I'll give it. I I'll at least give it two points for for uh, uh, the the voice uh, for voice uh, for voice acting because I think they did a, a fantastic job. Everyone involved did a fantastic job as far as voice acting and believability. And I'll even give it another point for some of the side characters, right? Because I actually enjoyed that little that little bit about Orko. Uh, it, it did humanize him, and he wasn't just a clown character. Yeah, so I'll, I'll give him that, and uh, you know, so I'll give it like five. I'll give it five out of ten. Five out of ten. Okay. Okay. Worst thing in the world, but yeah. this show ain't something I'm looking forward to finishing. So I'll give it five out of ten. I would probably say I'm I'm right in there too. I just something just tells me that they're going to make watching this part two worth it. I don't know why I why I have confidence in them or why because I'm not really familiar with too many things Kevin Smith has done. But um, I don't know. I'm maybe Thank going to give it a six. Yeah, I think he overrated. So I give it a five. You give it a six. Okay, I'm good yeah. with that. I'm I'm good with that. Okay. Yeah. I, I, Something tells me that that they're going to make up for it. They're going to reestablish He-Man. They're they're going to I don't know something something's going to come out of this to make it to make it look a little bit better when it comes back up. Okay. All right. Okay. Cool. Cool. Okay. I can I can dig that. I can dig that. Okay. Yeah. All right, man. So it looks like we we take care of business today. Let's uh. Let's get to what's on the shelf. You got anything that you are uh, looking forward to? We know today is August. Today is August 5th, right? Yeah, August 5th. 
Uh, tonight, I'm looking forward to some preseason NFL. I'm, I'm uh, watching my Pittsburgh Steelers, black and yellow, black and yellow. Black and yellow. Um, <laughs> football is here. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm. You know, I get uh, told at my job sometimes. I got a guy who tells me all the time when I get angry, I look like Mike Thomas. So you know, I can. <laughs> okay, I can see it. I can see it. I hadn't seen you angry, but I can see. I don't know. I could have seen you with a Steelers hat on, really, really low, and you know, get that little frown line going. Definitely. Yeah, he told me that. I, I had to uh, reprimand some people before, and he uh, <laughs> and he said, "Hey, man, when you get angry, you look like Mike Thomas." I'm like, really? I thought- <laughs> As a compliment, I like my uh, MT as a uh, as a coach, man. I think I think he's good for Steelers. I hope they do something this year, man. I, I hope Burger uh, can go to the well one more time and uh, pull something out. We'll see. Last season, going going eleven and zero, I remember talking to a buddy of mine. He's a Steelers fan. He and I've been friends since fourth grade, and mm-hmm. both of us sitting there saying, "Man, yeah, you know, this might be a big year for us." and Blah blah blah, and after that eleven and zero, we won one more game and lost five. Yeah, they Cleveland in the playoffs. Yeah, they imploded. That that Cleveland game was a, a heartbreaker, wasn't it? That was just man. It was, I remember it, it was sort of a heartbreaker, but at that point, my expectations had fallen so low. I really would have been shocked if shocked if we won. I might have been shocked if we beat Ohio State at, at that point. They weren't there. I'm serious, man. They just couldn't do anything. And I've never seen a team go from from the top to the bottom that fast. Yeah. Yeah. It was uh Yeah, you're about right. I haven't seen too many teams implode like that. I mean, you know, you had some of the uh remember the San Diego Charger games they used to have, but they would make it to the playoffs before that would happen. Yeah. Uh but yeah, you wouldn't see too many teams go you know, 12-0, 11-0, 13-0, and then just lose five out of the next six. You just yeah, – that just was uncalled for. So hopefully they get it back together. I am looking forward to the NFL season uh, myself. I will say this, though. Tonight okay. I am really looking forward to watching Suicide Squad. Man. I'm thinking about that, too. Um, now – now, correct me if I'm wrong, but I got an email today because I'm a I'm a um, Prime. Well, let's see what what's the app? HBO Max. Yeah. yeah. So now they were saying that you have to schedule it for seven o'clock. Can I watch it tomorrow if I don't watch it tonight at seven? I guess you can. I don't know. I you know I'm going in blind, sight unseen. I just okay I anything like that. I saw the first trailer. Uh, you know, I I think James Gunn makes a real fun movie. Yeah, uh, of course, some things are going to be mature in there and, you know, take that. Oh, yeah. So if you've seen the James Gunn movie, you know what you're in for. Right. Uh, oh, some yeah. Mature things. But for the most part, his movies are fun. They're well executed. So, uh, you know, I haven't gone into it looking at it. I forgot to schedule this and this and that and all this. Uh, that's, you know, that's not usually how I roll. But if I do, you know, so be it. We're kind yeah. of go from, right. Since the game comes on at nine, I, I probably will check it out at seven. What the heck? Yeah, yeah you can check out both, right? You know, oh, yeah. I, I haven't even thought about preseason football. Well, not watching it, right? I'm trying to put together my fantasy, uh, my fantasy football team. We're drafting at the end of this month, and oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I, man, I, too. yeah. Look, if I can just get Mike Vrabel 
to give Mike Vrabel, if you are listening to this or anybody who knows Mike, <laughs> give Derrick Henry the ball on the one. Tannehill does not need to be run. It's your quarterback, man. He ain't made to take those hits like that. Give Derrick Henry the ball, even if the defense know. He will push somebody in the stratosphere, okay? that Give him the ball and help me to win my fantasy league this year, okay? Help me. Help oh, yeah. Brable, help a brother out. Help me out. Okay. Dude is 6'3 and 250. I mean, getting the ball on the one should, should just be a no-brainer. He yeah. annihilates people, man. He annihilates people. And, you know, so I might have to switch up this year, man, because I'm I'm not confident they're going to give him the ball all the time. The dude had 2,000 yards and 17 touchdowns. He could have easily had another four touchdowns in there. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, you know, I know what they were trying to do, I, you know. I'm being very selfish right now. I know football. I understand, but you know I'm gonna be selfish. Get that man the ball. Help me win my fantasy football team league. That's it. That's oh, yeah. it. I buy the ball. Calls for selfishness. That's that's the whole meaning of it. That's it. I buy the jersey. I buy the jersey. <laughs> you know, by by default, I can be a Tennessee Titans fan. You oh know? yeah. Oh yeah. They even wear some of the same colors as the Lions. That's it. Yeah. Got that. <laughs> not Honolulu blue, but you know, that's all I got, man. You got anything to close us out? You want to close us out today? Yeah. Um. Let's see what to close us out on. Uh, yeah. Speaking of HBO Max, I've actually gone back and made it my business to watch the whole Batman, the animated series. Oh. And, and, it's, and, and I really had forgotten how great that series was. They have really long seasons. I'm on episode 36 of season one. Yeah. I'm like, when did, when did they ever make 40 episodes per season? But but um, I'm uh, I'll I'll pop that on every now and then. Like I say, shout out to the Fire Stick. Um, I I pull up that on uh, HBO Max, and um, you know, there are some very good episodes on there. A lot of the stuff, a lot of the stuff, and I guess we can save this for a future podcast. The title of the podcast, why are the DC movies so bad when the cartoons were so great? Because they could and you appreciate they could really, Yeah, they could they could really take four episodes of that Batman animated series and make a good two hour movie out of that. Easily. 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 Yeah. Easily. Easily. With oh. very creativity, very, very little changes. They could almost take take what two with Two with uh, Two Face and two with the Joker, and and put put them together and make a pretty good two hour movie. <laughs> Justice League cartoon better than the movie. That makes no sense to me at all. The Justice League cartoon movie is better than two attempts at the live action movie. It makes no sense to me at all. None is infuriating. Yeah. Oh my goodness! It's and then. Infuriating. And even the Superman show, we gotta save this for another episode. But oh, even yeah, the definitely, Superman show is great. Remember when he faces off against Apocalypse, and then Apocalypse kills uh, the detective, Detective Turpin. Yeah, man. And then Superman just goes crazy on that tank. That was better than anything we've seen, anything we've seen in the last twenty years with Superman. Definitely. Better than that on well, at least on the movies, right? Because that right. new. Super- and show is actually pretty solid, but it's just it's infuriating. 
and it's straight up infuriating that they have that much good source material. And yeah. instead of them trying to reinvent the wheel, just go in and just get, I mean, basically copy and paste, you That's know, <laughs> and just make, make some of these episodes live action. Yep. That's it. That's and find some people that enjoy playing the roles. When when I heard that the guy that played Superman wouldn't shave his mustache because he wanted to be a side villain on Mission Impossible, that just really hit me hard. Would Chris Reeves say the same thing back in the 80s? Yeah, find some actors who are excited about being Superman and Batman. I think he, I think he did it because Henry Cavill seems like a good guy, right? He seems like, you know, like he 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 doesn't just do this for paycheck. I mean, yeah, of course he does it for paycheck. But, right. But like he doesn't just walk in and say, "Okay, I know all this stuff." Like he's actually a a, a geek and nerd like the rest of us, right? As far as knowing the source material and all this stuff, I think he knew right there that they were trying to to really uh, mess up what Zack Snyder was trying to do, and he was just like, "All right, I'm not playing ball with y'all. I've done already <laughs> what I got to do. I'm not shaving my mustache." Y'all do what y'all got to do. <laughs> and, you know, I think he just took a hard stance. Like, I'm not dealing with y'all. All y'all are suits. That's it. Yeah. And, you know, I can't be too mad at him about that because we we saw what we got. We got some garbage. It was it was garbage enough that where people started a petition and wouldn't let it die. And thankfully, we got the Snyder version. So yeah. I, I can't be mad at him because of that. You know, sometimes you got to take a stand. And sometimes that stand involve, involves a mustache. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, now we're cooking with grease. That's it. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh, all right, man. I think we've done enough. We're way, way over time. Yeah. Well, I, well, since it's been a while, we can give people a few extra minutes. Yeah, that's it. It's been a while, and I gotta take my appointment. So uh, I'm gonna let you go ahead and sign us off here. And, okay. Uh, all right. Great again. Great. Another great episode, Big Mike. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. Thanks a lot, DJ. And thanks a lot to the Spoiled Milk family. Thank, thank you guys for rolling with us. We apologize for the brief hiatus, but we plan to, to be back more often. Um, please tell your friends, tell your family. Please uh, follow us on Facebook. Follow us on all of our platforms. And thanks again. Spoiled Milk out. All right. We out. We back, baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs>